joining us for another episode of What a Disaster, where we watch and review a disaster movie as close to weekly as we can possibly stand. I am Gregory Allen, and as usual, I'm joined by Richard Sawasinski. Hello, Greg. And Liz Bedore. Hello. Uh, we are also joined by a special guest from the podcast Every Horror Movie on Netflix, Patrick Dunn. Hi, Greg. Hi, Patrick. Uh, this week we let you choose our fate, and uh, you accepted this responsibility by picking the apocalyptic laugh riot from 1988, <laughs> Miracle Mile. True. Um, so that one was written by Steve DeJarnette, who just kind of does TV stuff. But I feel like most everybody in this just kind of does TV stuff now. So what drew you to Miracle Mile? Well, a simple Google search for best disaster movies, because I was like... What disaster movie should we do? I was thinking about, um, you know, the obvious ones like Armageddon and stuff like that. And I was like, no, nah, I want to go for a little deeper cut than that. So I just did a Google search and this showed up on a list of best disaster movies and it sounded really weird and I had never heard of it before. So I was like, let's give this a shot. It was a little weird and I am cut deep by having watched it. So, uh, <laughs> so Miracle you might Mile. say it had a deep impact on you. Ooh, I like it. That's a that's a that's a pun, Richard. You look a little blank. Uh, plus one for disaster movie puns, right? Disaster, just, if we can work in disaster puns outside of like the beer we drink, I'm totally on board. Um, I'm usually not the pun guy, but that just occurred to it, me. It hit hard happened, too. Yeah, it, that definitely like a meteor striking the earth. Mm-hmm. I I need to stop laughing for a second before we can continue. You could go in the other room. It would be a better podcast that way, too. Podcast, not podcast. It definitely wouldn't be a better podcast. No, absolutely not. So this one is um, an American apocalyptic thriller that takes mostly in real time place in real time. The movie drops (laughs) us in at the start of a budding romance between... ER and Revenge of the Nerd star Anthony Edwards. Is he McDreamy or is that a different show? That's a completely different that show. Definitely, what are you talking about? Is that Crazy Anatomy? That's Crazy Anatomy. <laughs> that's the same show though. They just they shoot each other and then they're on the they like do surgeries. Yeah. They so, both yeah. George Clooney, right? <laughs> yeah. Pretty men doing surgeries. I would love to see that show <laughs> where guys just shoot each other and, and then, then do surgery. surgery. Each other. Yeah. That's pretty much like the Saw franchise. All right, now you go. <laughs> yeah. So this Anthony Edwards has obviously been in ER and Revenge of the Nerds, and then uh, opposite him is Mayor Winningham as Julie Peters. Mayor is most famous for being opposite Tom Hanks in Turner and Hooch, which is not about booze, which I would have liked it to be, but it's about a dog, which is actually better. It's a buddy cop movie. With Tom Hanks and a dog. And the dog doesn't talk very much, which is great. Because yeah. dogs don't speak very good English most of the time. I did try to watch that movie recently. It was disappointingly sad at the end. Turner and Hooch? Yeah. Didn't he live? No. no. Did, did Hooch die? Hooch yeah. died. Hooch, so must have Hooch been canine that bullet. lived? I th- no, I think Hooch lived in Turner and Hooch. No, it's no, Airbud. Definitely that, is did it Airbud where he gets shot and lives? I just yeah. <laughs> had to deal with this recently. <laughs> no, Hooch dies, but he impregnates the dad. Oh, that's hound. right. They have puppy hooches. Yeah, they have puppy hooches. And so he hooch. starts with a new Hooch at the end, yeah, as Tom if Hanks the first never happened at all. Easily. Are we going to get a Hooch too? <laughs> I wish. Turner and Mini Hooch. Turner, I would be Turner like, and Hooches. <laughs> hooch Jr. <laughs> uh, would that, what, what, was, uh, what was Beethoven 2 called? Beethoven 2nd. Beethoven oh, yeah. second, yeah. So this would great, be Hooch's second because Hooch was a well-known um, yeah. composer. That's the word I was looking for. He was a very well-known composer. Yeah, that's a connection. Yeah. So basically, this whole movie is people running around L.A. trying to find and then get out. It that we're done. Podcast is over. It's Cloverfield. 
We already did this movie. Let's move on. <laughs> it is pretty much Cloverfield. Cloverfield didn't have tube stakes. It had a helicopter. It's basically the yeah, same thing. And rats, but no tube stakes. So, uh, there are Patrick, definitely some distinguishing factors between this and Cloverfield. <laughs> you name one I difference between this and Cloverfield. Name one. Yeah. Tube stakes. Okay, one, there's not a Mute his microphone. Mute his microphone. <laughs> <laughs> You're already dead to us. One, there's not a monster. Two, it basically starts out as like a goofy romantic comedy. Basically. Yeah, it is, a, like, it is almost a rom-com. <laughs> if you don't know what you're watching, you could easily watch this and be like, oh, this is cute. And then there's nuclear missiles and horrible things happening about yeah. 20 minutes. It now. really escalates quickly. Yeah. Like the, the whole intro, I'm like, I think I'm supposed to think that these people just met. And I, I confirmed that. I had to read to make sure because I thought I must have missed something. And I did. They just met like that day. And they're suddenly like, madly head over and feel head over heels in love with one another. Mm-hmm. And that seems it was quick, clunky. But it was clunky. I didn't know what was going on because we write these notes at the beginning. So I'm trying to watch and get the notes figured out. And it's like. Do we ever know what's going on when we first meet the girl of our dreams, Richard? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think the beginning of this movie is just them going on their first two dates. Because he mentioned on the second date, on the third date, she's going to bang the crap out of him. Yeah, she did say that. And he was very impressed that she was a nice traditional lady. Oh, you wrote this down? There's a beautiful line. Oh, it is so romantic. (laughs) Third date, Harry, I'm going to screw your eyes blue. Yeah, Yeah, I wrote (laughs) that down too. person I've ever heard before. uh, I mean, they've been saying it since at least 1988. So it is a thing. (laughs) Which is why Harry was... It's such a hurry to get her. That was the third date. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's our third date. I've been looking forward to this all night. At midnight. Midnight is date number three. Definitely we're going to have sex tonight. <laughs> he went to sleep like saying her name over and over again. It feels very much like a script, like a line that a man would write for a woman. Like, oh, yeah, I want this girl to have sex with me on the third date. And a girl would totally tell me on the second date, I'm going to screw you. I'm going to screw your eyes blue next date. Yeah. You know? Everything's going so well that I'm willing to tell you that I will absolutely put out next time. But not this time. <laughs> yeah, not this Because there's something holding me back. And it's clearly not my morals. Society. It's social, it's social pressures. I mean, really, they should have been banging from the second this movie. So the first third should have been a pornography film. <laughs> It would have been a more entertaining movie. No, it wouldn't have. This movie was beautiful. It was a love story that was romance. There was tube steak. <laughs> you meet old people that don't talk to each other. This movie was short. Oh, it was there's short. a crackhead <laughs> named Spongy. Thank God. Tube steak, you're referring to the scene in which she screws his eyes blue, right? Yes, that, that's the tube steak. She has the biggest, baddest tube steak that he can give her. I feel like we should explain the tube steak concept since we've already referenced it. <laughs> right. The tube steak concept explains itself. So, was that her dad that he was introduced to it? Like he was hanging out with her and her dad in the park. I thought it was her grandpa. grandpa. Was it her yeah. grandpa? I don't know. I, I don't know how old people At are the supposed trombone to trombone show. I did. They were. I knew they were hanging out in a park. That couldn't have been a guess. No, it's her grandpa. It yeah. could have been a guess. They, they, they say it in the narration. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, she's kind of old fashioned. She brought her grandpa to my trombone show. But she'll still screw your eyes blue. Yeah, I would yeah. not show. Not that old fashioned. I would not show anybody's grandpa my trombone. The end of what the about date. Your tube steak? My tube steak, absolutely. He can have a bite of my tube steak. That's fine. I'm willing to share hot dogs. <laughs> Just be careful. I offered you a hot dog when you got here. Actually, that really no, you big, offered me a hamburger. No, no. There, there's a hot dog in the drawer. I held it up for you. That oh, well, big I'll meat tube. That was a giant hot dog. Go get me a meat tube. <laughs> Go get you that meat tube. Let's pause this. It's a, it's a big meaty tube, and it's all beef. And I think it's even got a local brand. There is a tube Dearborn. of meat downstairs with Patrick's name all over it. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, I actually every guest we have, I write their name on my penis. So there is always for our, for our guests a big tube of meat. You're still doing that. The, 
I've been doing it since high school. Oh. I have to use a very fine marker. <laughs> yeah. Permanent ink. I mean, it washes off, but it's there for like weeks. Yeah. That's what's fun yeah. about it. <laughs> just lasts until my first shower, which is weeks. So. <laughs> right? Just a little dick talk. No, but what about tube sticks? Will somebody explain tube sticks? So they get, they, they, I feel like this was the end of the day. He's dropping her and her grandpa off at home. Um, and they get there and he's like, can I get you to a tube steak? Oh, right. This is even weirder than I, 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 I kept asking someone else to explain it because I forgot. And it's weirder than I remember. So he, he asks about the tube steak and she turns him down. And I feel like if I were in that situation, I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. I'm okay. But no, uh, Harry is 100% on board with Grandpa's tube steak. <laughs> Harry's excited about the tube he steak. He was amped for yeah. tube steak. Grandpa's bringing back a big tube of meat. <laughs> I wonder if Harry's name was written on the tube steak. Do you guys think that <laughs> this is marker. this universe's vernacular for hot dogs, or do you think it's another dish? No, it's definitely hot dogs. Definitely it's hot dogs. Yeah, that's a term that has been used for, for hot dogs for a while, tube steak. I have never heard it. Not- I have, and like I said, most of the time it was only as in reference to penises. I, I had never heard the term before, but I will never not use it <laughs> to refer to hot dogs. I don't know why they don't I name... I will never use the word hot dogs. Actually, though, the tube steak thing is really funny, name. but not because, like, like the term tube steak is funny. It was disarming. But because, like, ten seconds later, she runs into her grandmother, and yes. she tries to feed them, too. Everybody's just trying to feed them, and she gets really upset with her because they're going to tube steaks with her grandpa. Well, and we should explain there's this weird situation between the grandparents where they haven't talked to each other in years. 15 like, years. 15 but they years. live together. Yeah, but they And they live, love each they other. They live in the same apartment. It really seems like they live in the same that. apartment building. I don't the think the they building. live in the same yeah. apartment. Yeah, but it's like this weird thing when they run into each other in the park. Like, if you live in the same building and have for the for 15 years, you think you would be over it if you happen to see that person. But no, they're, it's still super weird. Like, she, they happen to run e- into each other in the park, and they're like weird, like high school exes where they're like, mm, and they like turn away from each other. It's right. And they, like, Grandpa strange. never said anything about her. So I don't know if it's Grandma being kind of a snooty hooty tootie. About all the maybe she doesn't like tube steaks and he's always trying to get her to eat a tube steak. Or maybe he's trying to get her to eat his tube steak. So grandma made vegetarian casserole and Harry hears that. He goes, What about the tube steaks? Wait, was it vegetarian casserole? Yeah. Oh, goes, that's your what famous it is. vegetarian casserole. And and Harry hears that and, and gets really upset with her kind of he goes, What about the tube steaks? And somebody cries, if I remember this correctly. Grandma cries. Grandma Ma- cries. Didn't didn't Mare cry to, uh, what was her what is that character's name? I already lost Julie. Her. Julie. Didn't Julie get really upset? Like whoa, 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 Harry. Let's not try and deal with this Let's nonsense. Let's not bring the tube steaks into this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was there was a lot of tube steak drama. Tube-stick related drama in this scene. <laughs> I feel like I was missing something. Like, are they arguing about something other than tube steak? Yeah, th- there was a lot in this that felt like I had to know their personal relationships at this point. And I really, not only was I not interested, um, I didn't know it. It's so. covered. It's covered. They're moving on at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this movie sat in development for a very long time. It yeah, was, it was a hot script. Yeah, it was a hot script. It was one, you know how they, like in Hollywood, they they rank, they have, every once in a while, they release a list of scripts that like haven't been made into movies yet, but they're the backlist. Yeah, they're backlist. And people really wanted to make this movie. This, they fought over this. And uh, director writer, he bought it for $40,000 back from the studio. And then they tried to buy it, buy it back from him for $400,000. It was a real. He should have sold it. He should have sold it. <laughs> yeah. He wrote and directed his first movie. Which, good for him. Yeah. First yeah, out of how many? Yeah. I, could, I could do a movie this good. 
For sure. Yeah. <laughs> for $40,000. Yeah. You give me forty grand, i will knock something out for yeah. you. Well, the budget was uh, $3.7 million in the end. And it made one point one. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. But thousand dollars was not the budget. <laughs> no, no, but that's what they bought the movie. If somebody offered me forty thousand dollars to write them a script that was at least this good, I, I feel like I could do that. Yeah. You give me like two weeks, and I'd have that figured out for you for forty grand. Oh yeah. They tried to buy it back for four hundred thousand dollars. He was like, "Nope, not selling this beauty." Like, <laughs> it is sat on for two more years. Mine. That is amazing. I mean, that is actually some serious artistic integrity because if someone offered me four hundred grand. You know, even if it was my baby, I'd go for Liz. Yeah. I'd sell Liz. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that reminds me, Liz. There is somebody coming for you. It is an unmarked van. Just you, you there. There'll be some bags in the way. Drop them on the car. Then get in, and you're good. We already, we already sold her for four hundred thousand. <laughs> you got it all in cash, duffel yeah. bags. It should be cash in duffel bags. Yeah, which you will leave. Which you leave the bags. Leave the bags. You get in. Leave the bags. Okay, but I'm taking all the things out of the bags. Just, I'll leave the bags. Hey, it's not my money. They already paid me. Oh, yeah, they bought all the lobsters. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, they bought the, the lobsters and threw them back in the bag. That would be $1,200. Yeah. <laughs> he's obviously, Harry's a successful tromboner. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, bought all the lobsters. And the guy even told him it was going to be 1200 bucks. He was like, I really have to impress this lady with probably the worst haircut the 80s could provide. That oh. is quite a haircut, it's I like, gotta say. It is a mullet yeah. mixed with, like, imagine the surliest grandma you know, but also with a mullet that's red hair. No, it looks like the Aladdin saying, like, David Bowie mullet, except it just doesn't It doesn't suit her face at all. It is definitely like, that looked great on David Bowie, but it doesn't It doesn't suit Mare Willingham's face. Winningham? Winningham. Yeah. Win- Winningham? Her face. Yeah. Winningham? So that's like a Mac. pig contest, isn't it? Winningham? Yeah. <laughs> so what is, the, what is the purpose of this benefit concert that our hero plays? It's, is it a benefit? It's for the Pan Pacific something. Someone is passing a can for the Pan Pacific something or other at this concert, and he it's a cause that he's playing music for, but we're, we're, we never really understand what it is. He's, this, he's just there stroking his tromboner. Grandma. So Grandma is actually in Evil Dead 2, the original Evil Dead 2. Oh. She played um, the lady's... The, 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 I like that you said the original Evil Dead too, as though there's there, well, there's the new Evil Dead. I didn't, I don't know what they're doing if they're making another one or not for the. But yeah, she played the old hag that was in the buried in the root cellar. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of awesome. Yeah, I like when people are in movies that I liked. Yeah, appropriate casting. I can see that. This is an interesting scene, though, because our hero throws a cigarette out the window, and the pigeon picks it up. And drops it into its nest, causing an electrical fire that is basically, you know, a huge inciting incident in this movie. Yeah, it makes him miss his alarm clock. Yeah. So he's late for his date, his date. so he shows up at the cafe. The third date. Yeah, third date. He has flowers. His really very important date. Because they're going to bang it out. Yeah. And he shows up <laughs> at the at the, at the the cafe with a bunch of flowers at 4 a.m. And that's when he takes that phone call where he finds out that the world's going to end. It's the hour. 80s. He's worried that his sheepskin condoms were going to expire. Because they didn't have, they hadn't invented latex in the 80s. No, no latex. Did he even um, have plastic at all in the 80s? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I'm were pretty they, sure it was were just. They still using those when you guys grew up? Clocks <laughs> are really important in this movie, too. Like, clocks are all over the place in this movie. Yeah. They, they, they bring, I don't know why. I feel like well, because there's a big time element. It's counting down to, I mean, we still haven't really even explained this, but at some point it, it, comes, we, yeah, to, yeah. it comes, it becomes obvious that uh, nuclear warheads are heading into uh, the United States and they're coming in 
45 minutes or something like it that. Was, it was, ours were going out in a half an hour. We should expect the retaliation in an hour and five minutes or something. Yeah. Ours were going out in 45 minutes. The retaliation was an hour and 10 minutes. And so it's very much a race Excuse against the me. clock thing as he's trying to find her and to get out of But it all LA. ends up being arbitrary anyway. They throw it out the window because it's like, well, well, I guess they're just off schedule. So... Well, but I mean, it builds tension for a long time. No, they, it they do a really good job of actually showing the progression of time in in very small increments. Which I is hate it. A bit of a <laughs> I hate seeing clocks in movies, okay. especially that, movies that are so boring that I kept checking my clock to see how was, much longer I had to watch what, this movie. Really? I wasn't bored by this movie. Oh, I was not a fan, especially leading up to where uh, where he gets to the diner after missing his alarm clock and missing his date. He goes to the diner and just up to that point, the movie was boring. It did nothing for me. I was sick of watching it already. And I think that carried over to the rest of the movie. It, def- it left a bad taste in my mouth. When he goes to the diner late at night when she's already gone. Right. It was like four in the morning. He was supposed to be there at midnight. Oh, that was super interesting to me. I mean, I was, I was. I, no, was, I mean, leading I up to this part of the movie like oh, him getting there this whole ex- because without the bird starting the fire with his cigarette butt he wouldn't have gotten that phone call it would not be the movie it was he would have just been eating a gyro and i mean it the way i saw it this was actually pretty fast moving at least for a movie of its time like you can have rats a lot slower pace <laughs> oh yeah this, rat budget time period <laughs> rat budget. Have a rat budget you could this movie like all the movies you watch up to now has had all oh, have had rats and a helicopter. Oh, and usually the rats oh, are. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't. I yeah. hadn't recognized that. Oh, yeah, yeah, everything we've seen. There's no that's a crack in, in the world. Did not yeah. have rats, did it? Titanic absolutely had rats. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. No, crack no, no I said didn't have rats. Yes. Oh, in the present scene. Yeah. Yes, yeah. in the yeah. present that's day, right. they're flown that's in right. with a helicopter. Well, they rescued all the passengers. Nobody died during the Titanic thing. Helicopters. I love the clock at this diner. The, the one I love spinning this on the entire side. diner. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that. The, yeah, the entire diner, diner is, is incredible. Yeah. And I love all the characters in the diner. There's this really interesting mixture of people. There's a there's a cross-dresser at the counter. There's a... Um, I forget the other characters right now. We'll snaggletooth waitress. Yeah, snaggletooth waitress. Uh, so we've wow, got... Wow, she is snaggletooth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. she got a chipped front tooth yeah. or something, and it just really is... Apparent. Okay. Why do the bizarre people only got to be out at night in all these movies? That's weird when the people bizarre are all people the time. are out, dude. You ever been out at night? Yeah, but there are weird people during the day, too. We just ignore okay, them because no, the lights this, on There's them. a quote. They say in this movie, it's the witching hour. All the weirdos come out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They do mention that. <laughs> yeah. And we see Spongy yelling at the street cleaner. The crackhead oh, yelling yeah, yeah. at the street he's, cleaner. He's in a bunch of scenes in this, isn't he? Is he, he is, is. several times? He is. And in the end, the street cleaner is a total dick to Harry. And you find out that, like, yeah. Spongy's rage was justified <laughs> the yeah. whole time. Yeah. I didn't know that guy's name was Spongy. That's he said something name. like, Spongy yeah. won't have it, or like something like within his little monologue, like he announces his own oh. name. <laughs> I know we were we were talking about uh, I, I don't know. I feel like the pacing on this movie gets a little weird. And Why does his nose bleed? Yeah, into he, like, the walked egg. into a damn door. Oh! 
You're right. He walked face first into the door, walking I, in there. I thought it was like anime. Like he saw pretty like a boob or something. The nose bowling alley. So I wonder if <laughs> I wonder where if is that? I don't know. Oh, the top of bowling alley. Yeah. Oh yeah. No nude. Yeah. Do you got a bowl nude? Or do like who's everyone? I'm imagining a bowling alley where everyone is nude. Everybody's naked. Put the shoes. Every ball is swinging. Every ball is swinging. Oh yes. Thanks for that, Greg. He gets a little loony, like, and yeah, so the he's bloody creepy. nose at first, the, when I first watched this movie, it's like, why does the, why does he even have a bloody nose? What is the point in doing that for this movie? But then I realized that it just makes him look like he's on coke. Yeah, that actually is kind of a good scene because they do they do a really good job making him look like a. This is how a crazy person bins. at four o'clock in the morning would act. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whoa, like spongy. Because he's just gotten yeah. this bizarre phone call warning him of an incoming nuclear attack. This dude who works in a nuclear missile silo Chip. has called. He the, has a name, and Chip, it is Chip. Yeah, has called the wrong number, and it rings through to this payphone. Yeah, in a fantastic no, payphone box. Sorry for interrupting. No, sorry no, for, it's you know, good. Yeah, the payphone was cool looking. The payphone was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so Harry is now burdened with this knowledge that no one else has that nuclear missiles are inbound to L.A. He thinks. He thinks. Yeah. Chip, and he could just, he could have just been the recipient of a crank call. We don't know. Yeah. Cause Chip gets like shot while on the phone. Like, yeah. We hear gunshots. And he doesn't, he remembers his dad's area code pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. didn't remember to type it in right. And it's completely different from the area code of that payphone, too. It's 213 or 7 something something. Yeah. Like 474. Four, so, like, the yeah. numbers weren't even similar. They weren't close. Oh, yeah. They were movie numbers, too, obviously. They use those fake Did movie numbers. Did they do the 555? Five, five, five? I didn't, I didn't catch a 555. No, five, it was five, not five, a 555. Five, five. <laughs> There's this is the other character that fascinates me in this diner is this crazy stewardess. There's a oh, woman. Yeah. She's there's not- a woman in a booth who's like talking to herself and motioning, like miming the motions of putting on the the uh, oxygen. Yeah, she's mask going through the, the safety procedures of a of a the, when you first get on a flight. But no one else is in the booth with her. She's not talking or or just. You get the vibe that else. she's just practicing for the <laughs> yeah. next flight that she's going to do. Maybe she's new. But that you know, you find out. A little bit later, that's her sister's outfit. She's not a stewardess at all because oh, they're like, that. "Do you know any pilots? You've got to know a pilot. You're a stewardess." And she's like, "No, this is my sister's outfit." Oh, I'm just obsessed with nuts. flight attendants. Yeah, she's just a Looney Tune. Yeah, Maybe wow. She wants to be a flight attendant. Yeah, she's dreaming of flight attending. I'm obsessed with flight attendants too. That's such an interesting life to me. Pa- as Patrick <laughs> was mentioning earlier, the, he just the, he makes he he being Harry. Goes to make a phone call from a payphone, which did exist in the 80s, to call the girl he was supposed to go on a date. Missed the date because he set a fire with a bird and a cigarette butt. (laughs) (laughs) And the phone rings. He picks it up. And it's Chip calling to say, oh, my God, the nuclear strike is happening. We're attacking first. We can expect a retaliation within an hour and 10 minutes. He goes into the, the, the diner. And is losing his mind, going nuts, grabbing people. He grabs the waitress by the wrist, who has hot coffee, who should have just thrown it in his fucking face. Bleeding on everything. He's bleeding everywhere. He looks like a cokehead just ending his night. And finally convinces everybody that they're, with the help of shoulder-padded woman with a cellular phone. Young Hillary Clinton. Young Hillary Clinton from Star Trek uh, Voyage. Uh, was it Next Generation? Next Star Generation, Trek Next Generation. She died in like season one yeah, or two. Yeah, she died. The, the Ensign, blonde lady that died. Uh, Ensign something or other. Spoilers. Well, she died in Star Trek. <laughs> I guess it is. I mean, she probably dies in this too. Spoiler alert. The nuclear weapon attack is real. <laughs> I forgot what her name was. It was super, like, when I was a kid, I was, I was super. I was hurt. like, wow, she died? 
Yeah, no, yeah. she gets she becomes like a hologram later on. She's back in the show for an episode. She gets or something eaten by like a, like a mud monster. Whatever, she becomes yeah. a ghost person on another planet. Uh, Who cares? Yeah, she's the worst. She stinks. On. She has the same haircut. She looks exactly the same. Yeah, basically she wearing the Star Trek uniform. Right, just with more buttons. But she's the one who saves everybody. She's the real hero in this movie. She organizes a helicopter to shuttle people to the airport from the roof of a building that's nearby. So they're that's all Landa. now trying it's to. It's important to remember her Landa. name. Is Landa. Landa. It's, she's, played by, she's played by Denise Crosby. Denise Crosby. You Ooh. should know that name. That's a household name at this point because she's been in. Very popular in the convention. I'm sure she's been at conventions. Yeah, if you go to if you go to any nerdy conventions, comic cons, I'm sure she's she's, been there. she's not a household name. I was being no, sarcastic. she actually yeah she she's uh, not Richard. She works a lot. She's an American Horror Story. She works so a lot what? in that. Well, American Horror American Story. Horror Remember Horror she Story. in American Horror Story? She plays like a mom or something. She's she, she plays looks a mom or something. So she stood out <laughs> so much to you in American Horror Story. That she plays a mom or something. I actually remember from the show. I read the credits when I was doing yeah, my research. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, I mean, she's not that. Like I, I was going to do more research on her, but she's gone after this. Done. That's it. That's the last you see of her. She's probably one of the more popular actresses on this in this movie. Only because your parents made you watch Star Trek: The Next Generation. Maybe I chose to watch. You it. did not choose to watch that. None of us chose to no, watch it. No. But now we do like it. Worf, so. had, Worf had like a weird poop head. I hated it. He did have weird poop head. Wait, yeah. we're we're like moms and dads into the next oh, generation. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, my mom oh, yeah. loved sci-fi. Loved it. Was it so Riker? She loved Riker. When he got to he got the beard. I'm sure she loved Riker. <laughs> and we're gonna take a quick break. We will be right back with more about whatever the name of this movie is. Yeah. Are you gonna tell what the name is? Miracle Mile. Miracle Mile. I couldn't yeah. remember. With Miracle Mile, and we are going to now get back into the thick of it, where they are, well, they, Harry, is on a mission to find Julie and get on a helicopter, get to an airport, and get to Antarctica. He finally gets through to them with the help of cell phone lady, who, by the way, I don't know why she couldn't have just been a strong female character who was involved with the government. No, her boyfriend was involved with the government. What the (laughs) fuck was that? The um, 80s, that's what that yeah, is. Yeah, oh, right, and she tells them that all the politicians are already in but South America. Her boyfriend was the person involved in politics, but she already knows all of the politicians and their locations. I dated a guy who had all this information and right. was powerful. I myself don't do shit. I'm just a little lady. Yeah. I work from home. I work at home with you know my kids and my dinners or whatever, probably. I liked the conspiracy theory note that all the politicians in the U.S. had conveniently relocated oh, yeah. to South America for this yeah. incident. They all went on vacation, like yeah. yeah. I do kind of like that. At the same time, it's a little too yeah. real. So they all pile into a food <laughs> truck, 
and uh, with the people at the diner, including the guy who runs the diner, and they go to a. Um, that yeah. guy is. I mean, he just grabs a shopping cart full of fucking food. Oh, I love that part. And he's just like, well, I'm out of here. He's the only guy doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, first, he holds just... a gun up to Harry and goes, Tell me, are you telling the truth? And Harry, like. Harry's like, what's well, a fucking gun? So yeah, I'm gonna I'll tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Which one doesn't get me shot? Because yeah. that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then immediately after that, he goes, fine, I'm good. Fills up a shopping cart full of food, jumps into a food truck that they have out in the back, takes it takes everybody to a helicopter like pad. The whole the whole group was that of people. A food truck. It was like a oh, whatever. It's a panel truck. Who cares? It, was, it was a refrigerator it was truck. Food it was a catering truck. In there, right? It was a catering truck. Catering I'm like, truck. I'm yeah. fantasizing a little right now because I'm like slightly hungry and I'm like, oh, a taco truck would be the best God, way so to escape some tube the steaks right now. But you know what? Yeah, <laughs> just it was a diner. Like, you would have been eating tacos. You would have been eating warm gyros out of the back of a truck in the yeah. middle of L.A. No thanks. Oh, also, let's take a moment to note that the word gyro is pronounced gyro. Oh, yeah. Oh, he definitely says gyro. He's not from Michigan. The Midwest in general, really. <laughs> they get in the panel truck and the, the catering truck, whatever you want to call it. They're driving around, and the 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 owner of the diner is like, "You can get out if you want. I'm going to slow down when I get on the freeway. You can jump out there on the on ramp." Yeah, you didn't slow down very much either. <laughs> I mean, All just right. enough to not tip the truck as he's trying to escape L.A. Yeah, you want to stop for like 15 which seconds. was the right move. Oh, for sure. Uh, Harry Harry takes a dive out of the tr- tumbles, and uh, this is where we're introduced to Michael T. Williams' character. What was his name? Right, uh, after, right after two motorcycles narrow, narrowly oh, miss yeah. him. He was, <laughs> he was for sure almost squashed. Yeah, because Harry holds the gun <laughs> over his head like, like he's the one surrendering. And Wilson, who's driving this convertible car, still slams on the brakes and turns the car sideways. It's like, please yeah, don't shoot me. He fishtails the vehicle for sure. <laughs> And the, the trunk pops open. We see it's full of uh, stereos. Stereos, yeah. Um, I sell black market stereos. That's what I do. I mean, he thinks he's about yeah. to get shot in the face by some crazed cokehead. So <laughs> Harry threatens to shoot some kid in the face, steals his car instead, forces him to drive at gunpoint. Yeah, I mean, well, kidnaps him. But yeah, in a weirdly polite way. And is just very courteous for a guy that's about to, like, See a potential nuclear holocaust in his in his future, and there's not a whole like this is an important scene coming up, Greg. We we do these for every every uh, movie we watch. So he pulls into this gas station to get some gas, but it's a taxi cab gas it's station. A, and they William, Wilson's like, they're not going to give us gas. This is a taxi station. And uh, Harry's like, they will because I'm white, and they'll do this for me. No, he waved a gun in the air. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah. And the guy the guy in the gas station comes out with a shotgun and points it at uh, Wilson because he's black and says like, what are you doing? Like, he wasn't even doing anything wrong. He was just pumping gas. He was willing to pay for it. He's like, going to steal gas? And No, I'm going to pay you for gas. Yeah, I'm going to pay you for gas. But he still holds the gun to him. Like, that's... Characters act weird in this movie. Like, put the fucking gun down. Like, the guy is not even armed. What are you doing? You're in yeah. the middle of a busy street, and you're holding a gun? But he's racist. Yeah. Uh, that's that's an obvious, like, this black guy's here. He's going to steal. Because Harry comes out with a gun from the payphone. Doesn't even point it at him. Doesn't even get... Doesn't even blink. The guy with the, the redneck with the gun who's holding out Wilson just goes, oh. The gas would be 50 bucks. I'm yeah. charge you, you want gas? 50 bucks. Yeah. That's it. Problem solved. That's the gun rate. Yeah. Also, rate. $70 <laughs> for a tank of gas in 1988 is obscene. Because gas would have been like oh, yeah. less than 15 but less than $10 but are you probably. Sure? What right? about the gas crisis? Remember? There was gas that was in- the 70s, buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, I wasn't sure when gas got really expensive. No, the 80s, it was pretty cheap for the most like part. It would have been gallon, like, right? watch, even in LA, like if you watch Die Hard, it was 74 cents a gallon or something in one of the shots I on the background. I remember when I was a kid. Yeah, so like, did the cops show up? Cops show up, which makes sense because there's a guy holding another guy at shotgun point yeah. in, in the middle of the street. So but I think they also like, 
good Wait, call on with the black guy. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. They come in and immediately go after the guy at the the, the shop guy with the, with the shotgun. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but then Wilson sprays the cops with gas. Because he's it? scared that the cops are going to look in the trunk and find all the stolen stereo stuff. So, Which I will say is something I've not seen in the movie before. I haven't seen somebody just dallow someone with he's gas. He's never seen Zoolander. I'm going to say you've never seen Dune Zoolander. Is that it's Zoolander? The, yeah, he's like, the best gas fight you'll ever see in your life. Gas fight. Gas fight. And, and it's to um, wake me up before you go-go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all his friends die. <laughs> Within the first half hour of Zoolander, oh every God. friend he has dies at a gas station because of a gas fight. <laughs> How do I not remember that? Don't you think that Patrick doesn't realize yet that there's more to life than just being really, really good looking? <laughs> yeah, stop it, Patrick. <laughs> Problem with that? Well, that's why you should watch Zoolander. Like, what are you doing? It'll, it'll teach you a life lesson. The rest of us uggos just have to live that way. So. <laughs> blue steel doesn't work for us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, excuse me, I have to go practice my blues. So, Anyways, yeah. the cops die. First, yeah, the, first death. The cop points the gun in the air, pulls the trigger. I think it was an intended warning shot. Like, stop. Spring covered in gas. This is the worst. Check out how smart I am. And shoots her gun in the air and just catches on fire. So you know, Sammy Sam's friend throws himself on top of him. Like you're on fire, man. That sucks. Help. <laughs> yeah. Also covered in Wait, gas. So no. Did you guys, did you guys think this was funny when you watched it? I, I, it's it was so weird. I didn't think it was funny. I've had some drinks now, so I think it's funny now. It would be funny <laughs> with Jackie Sacks over the top. That was very. That was a very dark sequence. We're not giving this movie the due that it deserves because it does not portray this in a way that's humorous at all. But it was stupid. It was humorous. It's stupid. It was Darwin. It's desperation. Yeah. But like, so I mean, I I reacted to it really strongly. I was shocked by it, and I was like, this is. It worked well as kind of a progression from that really surprising scene where you learn nuclear missiles are coming in, and it was like, wow, some fucked up shit is starting to happen, and I reacted to it very viscerally, but I don't think you guys are alone in thinking it's funny, because I was reading some reviews from the time, and some critics were like, oh yeah, this is funny, and there's a very dark humor to this scene. I didn't, it didn't hit me that way at all, but I don't think you guys are alone at all. I mean, I I feel like people react very differently. Yeah, so I can see where people, when I first watched the movie, I did not find it funny. With some drinks in me, everything's funny. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it it was very, and I agree. It it struck a, a different chord when I first watched it because you mm-hmm. see, it's. I don't know that I the pacing is what I would have what I would expect from the the desperation and madness of realizing that the world the world is about to end. Uh, but but Harry's character, I'm saying, um, goes from just regular dude to. I know the world's about to end and I'm alone in this uh, to I now have confirmation that the world is going to end to I am desperate to find the woman I love or lust more realistically because he's known her a day. So it's Titanic. Yeah, he, he's 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 at a point of desperation where he's willing to steal a car at gunpoint, which is something that is presumably out of character for him. I guess I don't know his history. That I've only done that twice in both those times were emergencies and getting to a point where. This guy has been that Wilson is held at gunpoint, forced to go to a gas station he knows doesn't want to help him, then held at gunpoint again, then held at basically gunpoint again by the police. I mean, he is backed into a corner. His only response is the the one that I have gas here. I'm going to try and separate myself from this situation. So it, it all kind of it plays. But it still doesn't seem that fast paced. They don't seem like they're in that big of a hurry, ever. The police were definitely trying to contain the situation, but 
No, Wilson I mean the main characters. Uh, Harry's pretty slow. Like he just kind of walks. Yeah, Harry and Julia Harry's really plotting. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Uh, he, really? he still doesn't know what he's yeah. doing. He just left Wilson standing there. Like he held this guy with a gun. Says, "Do what I say because I have a gun." He is the most obtuse character that Wilson's I can think left. of. He like Harry. I mean, he definitely seems like a moron. But this thing felt. The, there, there seemed like a sense of kind of there was definitely energy exactly. It unless was, you're it was, Wilson, I agree with unless that. you're Harry, and he sees a guy who looks like a helicopter pilot and just walks away. I mean, the whole movie, Harry's just like got ADD. He he has one task to get Julie. You would not be focused if you were just told that you were going to die in an hour and ten minutes. Try me. Yeah, you would. What are you talking about? No, no, you'd be all over the place. Your brain would be fight or flight mode. You would be panicked. You would be trying to figure out what solution makes the most sense. You would not be like. I need to think every single problem through start to finish. You would be going from right. do you know do you know somebody that can help? Do you know somebody that can help? Yeah. You'd be it, it, it you makes would sense burn that two you cops alive. At least some people would immediately panic. move forward with their day. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what they did. They got in the car and you leave. just killed a couple people. Let's go. Yeah. We should go, go now. And they left. And they went to go get Julie. Wilson was doing his whole thing under duress, gets left in the car at Julie's apartment building. Yeah, that was himself. thick. Yeah. That was real thick. But he still stayed for a little bit. He was still like, very nice of Wilson, because I would have left immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, Harry tells him, honk the horn in four minutes. Harry tells him, don't wait for me, kind of. Well, honk the horn in four minutes. Harry honks, Wilson honks the horn in four minutes. Harry's Wilson's still- desperate to get out of there to get his sister. Yeah. Because uh, Harry's telling lies about what's happened. He tells Wilson that there's a nuclear meltdown at a local power plant. And Wilson's like, well, I got to get my sister so she doesn't die of whatever nuclear meltdown does to people. Harry is is reprehensibly selfish in this movie. Oh, absolutely. And, the, and I mean, but also in a realistic way. Like, I can't say, you know. I might even do that. If I would have got I your ass out of that car. Movie. I'm not dealing with yeah. somebody else's nonsense. If I'm stealing a car, <laughs> yeah. I just want the car. You fuck off. Unfortunately, I would have <laughs> yeah, left Julie. Good luck. I would have left Julie. So Harry's reprehensible, but he's going after this girl he's known for two days. I not her. even two days. True. It's True. like that day is when he met her. I would have called her one more time and left a message on her voicemail. Been like, that's true. That's, that is it's three one, days. Uh, this movie takes the place over a day. Does this no. not harken back completely to a Beth day. in Cloverfield? I mean, I know this comes from They had a relationship it, with Beth, though. He was friends, friends with her for since high school or something. Don't but care. But this movie takes place over the course of a day. I don't know. Two days. I'll Wikipedia <laughs> that days. shit. Wikipedia. You can You can see. The film takes place in a single day and night. What? Now how sick does he seem? Selfish and Third day? Pretty fucking sick. He's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Okay. A day. All right. Can we take a break, though? What's the problem? You want some gasoline? It's gonna cost you fifty dollars. Cash money. No credit cards, man. Okay. There you go. There's fifty dollars. And if uh, you could just start pumping, please. We're in a real big hurry. I don't pump gas, man. You're gonna have to pump that yourself. Y'all got the guns, man. Did we, uh, did we come back in on How's this? your moon cheese? Oh, it's so good. I'm going to do you it want, again, but... Why don't I like, try a moon cheese? We haven't talked at all about what stuff we're yeah. going to talk about. Welcome it's back to the Moon crumb. Cheese Mile, where we're finishing up our discussion about nuclear war hair. War hair, warfare, and cheese. <laughs> Waha. Wooha. It's crunchier than I'm, I expected. I'm going to have nuclear war hair when I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> So we didn't get beer this time. We got we, beer. We, well, yeah, we got beer. We couldn't find beer. I mean, we got a Are beer that's back? kind. 
We got a oh, bad ass wine. Come on, Patrick, you're crunching. Patrick's you're just eating questions. the microphone. Man's never done a podcast before. I'm sorry that you guys had to live through that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> crunching away from the microphone until I swallow. No, we had that. Uh, we have. He has. He's eating moon cheese, which Not is the first time I've said that in my life. That's no. probably true because which he does, is munchies with a hard U. I let me let me let me uh, let me one more time sell upsell sell sell upsell. The Every Horror Movie on Netflix podcast. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that? Uh, after we're done with our movie. Jesus. Right, five seconds. You got five seconds. Tell us everything you can. Go. One. I'm going to do the, the Mark Maron. Three. Three. All right. Let me talk to you Four. about Every Horror Movie five. on Netflix. All right. Great. So uh, <laughs> we have. So uh, if plug. you've been listening, you've heard us talk about the drinks that we have. We try and grab themed either. We tr- shoot for beers. Today, we couldn't find beers. I got something called Dank and Hazy, which is kind of tenuous. L.A. with smog and hazy. So that's that's what I went with. It's got a pretty can. It pretty much tastes like drinking a grapefruit, but also it gets you hammered drunk. It if a grapefruit had 7.8% alcohol. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It would be the, the best, grapefruit. best grapefruit. Great I would eat it for fruit. breakfast three <laughs> yeah. times a day. Wait, you would eat breakfast three times a day? I would eat that grapefruit, yes, okay. for breakfast right. three times a day. But then we have this fantastic wine called Boom Boom. Is it good wine? I mean, it was. I, I drank it. It's a decent red. I don't really know much more than I that. I don't like red, but it was fine. I don't drink wine much, but I drank that and it worked. It's yeah. thematic. <laughs> it's called Boom Boom. It has a big... Line art picture of a bomb on the front, and that suited it, our needs. It, it cured my fine. soberness. It came out in 2014. It, all I know about wine is last time I was in Europe, they had a lot of it, and I put a lot of it in my face. <laughs> yeah, that's was yeah. That? It, it was, was wine. It was good. What kind of wine is it? You just said it's a red. What what's, is Syrah? Is that the type of where wine? Syrah it is? made in Washington. It's 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 it was made in 2014, so it's aged. Land to hand, vineyard to bottle, uh, Columbia Valley, 2014. <laughs> It is by organic Charles premium. Smith Wines of Mattawa, Washington. Washington. There's no Washington W anymore. Washington with an A. We're getting rid of the letter W today. So yeah. from, from here on out, no more W's in your vocabulary if you're a fan. To if you're not a fan, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. You just said what? Uh, I said hut. According to the Surgeon General, with a hard H. women should not drink alcoholic ever, beverages. Ever because they should be cooking. Yeah. Why aren't you cooking? <laughs> How does she have shoes on? She keeps taking just them tracking back. mud around my house. Yeah, get me? back in the kitchen. My my shoes. You know what? I don't care if you're not wearing shoes. They can't see that you're not wearing shoes. But I'm not wearing shoes. <laughs> yeah, but they can't see that. That was very unfair. <laughs> well, I have so to be life. drinking a Stone Tangerine Express IPA, and I don't know if you guys chose this. Thank you for the beer, by the way. I but did choose it. I thought. Yeah. It looked hey. Yeah, very... We find that getting our guests drunk helps a lot with making them happy. Yeah. It makes them like me more. Help a lot. But it's also very appropriate for the movie because we haven't mentioned this yet, but the soundtrack is by Tangerine Dream, which is... Uh, Thank God for go. that. Legendary. Yeah. We found a tenuous link yet again. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, did you guys not choose this No, on not, not deliberately. I just, on no, like we citrus definitely IPAs. did. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mixed, I'm going to pick accidentally picking here. beers. Yeah. No, I love it. I, <laughs> yeah. Thank God. I didn't even think about the Tangerine, tangerine Dream yeah. to do this uh, soundtrack. There's yeah. some con- subconscious stuff at work here. You can't yeah. see this, but I'm wearing a suit and patting, like, gently tapping sweat away from my forehead right now from my brow with a handkerchief. Flop sweat. Flop sweat? That's what they call that. Is that what they call that? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. If you get nervous and your forehead starts to sweat. Yeah. yeah so we're flopping. Yeah. Gross. You are. Oh, just me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, All of sorry a to interrupt your review Patrick, of the, the Tangerine, tangerine Express. Express. How's the, how is oh, it? Oh, it's great. It's great. Um, is it faster than normal Tangerine IPAs? 
<laughs> you don't have to, do, don't have to worry faster. about exits or anything. Yeah, it's or just, just moving stops. straight through me. Actually, yeah. can we take another break so I can go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, right. That's Patrick's fine. pooping on my floor. Yeah. So sorry about that. Good talk. Yeah, I'm sorry you put in this uh, this carpet. Brand right new that carpet. Happened. Yep. 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 Carpet. No, it is the. I would say it's the second best drink I've had tonight. The first was probably the. Costco Scotch. Costco Scotch. <laughs> that stuff's yeah. fantastic. Scotchco. Yeah. It's a 12-year Scotch, and it it's like great. 50 bucks for a handle. I'm on board. Great. Yeah. I don't even like Scotch most of the time, but that, I, I love it. Yeah. And then there was this, the Tantrain Express. You know, pretty solid. And then the, um, is it Dank and Hazy? Dank and, Dank Hazy. and Hazy. That was yeah. that was decent. And then the wine. I'm just not a huge wine person. I don't really have yeah. a taste. And you do an for awful wine. lot of whining before you got yeah. here about that. guy this show a lot. With us. You, you don't like wine. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go on a podcast. This is some red. You guys okay to take lighter? <laughs> tube, sp- tube steak and what? Man, if there was a tube steak beer, we definitely would have. Oh, oh my god, we would have spent a hundred dollars on that beer tonight. Oh, for sure. It's all that happens in this movie. form. It, I mean, there are moments, and you want to talk about those moments, but between those moments, it's just. Harry running to find Julie or Harry with Julie in a shopping cart. In Julie's eyes. Yeah. See, but I felt like there was so much that happened. It's only 90 minutes and we get introduced to so many little side yeah. characters along the way and I felt like there was there a lot of constant incident yeah. in this movie. I don't know. I don't like how coincidental everything feels. That's my biggest issue with it. It's just, it's this thing happens, and oh, look at that. This person's here for some reason. But but that felt so realistic to me. Like, if you're running around L.A. in the middle of an oncoming fucking nuclear missile attack, probably you're going to run into a lot of weird people. It's going to be a, a shit show, and you're going to meet Spongy. I mean, yeah, exactly. to be fair, <laughs> exactly. if you break into a gym screaming at people asking for a oh, helicopter are we, are we talking pilot. about that? Are we getting there? We're, I think, almost, we're almost there, actually. I think we're, yeah. Yeah, we're either really close or we yeah. are there. So this is where we're at right now. Um. Harry goes to Julie's apartment, mm-hmm. which is actually the wrong apartment from what the girl gave him at the restaurant. I found that little piece of trivia in on IMDb. He, she said a different series of numbers. So what? Yeah. It's just interesting because it, it <laughs> takes time to show the numbers on the apartment building, right? They take right. time to show those numbers. And they not show those numbers when it fucking matter. But they also take time to like make her it. very secretive about where she lives because she yeah. wouldn't tell him at first. You spend a lot of time. Julie doesn't tell Would him Would you tell lives. the person that you met that day where you live? With your grandma? So that's a no. Before, no. No, absolutely not. You know what, though, Greg? No. If I was willing I to say the words one. to you, I will fuck you till your eyes turn blue. I would also be willing <laughs> to tell you where I live. That's the order in which those things go for me. So, right, but if you're crazy and taking handfuls of Valium, you probably have something else going on that might make you a little less than stable. So that's the key, right? So he, so Harry goes to the house to get her, breaks into her apartment um, to find her. Everybody has a gun in this movie. So excuse, it's America. excuse me a minute, Greg has been a little loud. I'm going to adjust his volume now. <laughs> <laughs> Take a nap, Greg. Oh, believe me, if I could get a prescription of volume, they're just like, no, you need ADD stuff. Or something wrong with you at all. <laughs> There's definitely <laughs> something wrong with you. It's just nothing we can cure with medicine. Yeah. Go home. Uh, Sorry, Rick. So anyways, they showed up. They, they get Julie. He gets Julie. Julie's asleep. And uh, Julie's grandma just lets this strange man take her with some... Really weak story about nuclear missiles. <laughs> Real quick. In a shopping cart. I, I, hang on. I, I know you say let's, but she was pointing a rifle at him that whole time he was in that apartment. But still, like, goes, she's dead to the world. Oh, it's Go you, guy, her. that I met this afternoon giving you a balloon. Oh, you played a trombone. You're fine. <laughs> she didn't even know about the trombone. No, she yeah. did. Oh, the, presumably, yeah. She would have. You're from the yeah. band. Hey, where's yeah. your trombone? 
No, but anyways, <laughs> I mean, that's a weird thing to say. Something. She's, no, but she said something like, you're from the band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep pointing this gun at you, right. but I think you're okay. <laughs> I don't know how he even diffuses that situation. I think he was just like, he no. didn't have to. He was yeah. just like, I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to say crazy things and you're not going to shoot me. Missiles are coming wrong to die. He keeps grabbing the gun and pushing it away from him. He's like, missiles are coming wrong to die. No, he very assertively like grabs it and holds it against him. Well, yeah, he, the barrel was to his side. And he was trying to avoid being shot. I get it. So he does I would avoid. Try, I would try to avoid being shot. He by does eventually lady. get Julie, and they run into Julie's grandpa and grandma in the elevator because he, he picks Julie up and is like carrying her in the elevator because she's asleep because she took too many values. He's kidnapping somebody. Yes, yes, he's taking her to he roll her, her through the streets in a shopping cart. Did not ask permission, but they run into like Julie's grandpa in the lobby. Right, and that's the first time Julie's grandpa and grandma have talked spoken to each other in fifteen years. Yeah, we did touch base on yeah, that earlier. We did finally speak, and they agreed to go get the car. While he takes Julie and wheels her down the street in a shopping cart, saving him They're no time. Him. No, yeah, saving that's him. fine. I and know it, that th- there's about to be a nuclear holocaust. Everybody's going to die, but we're going to take the car down to the pier so we can go yeah. eat a burger, a greasy burger. We're going to take the car to Julie's Hell favorite yes, restaurant. That sounds perfect, actually. No. <laughs> Just no. Can you and my daughter that are going to live fuck off, please? Yeah. They said we're going to take the car to, the, to Julie's favorite restaurant. You guys can just walk to the helicopter. You'll be fine. And so Julian... Harry, take a stroll to the helicopter. The Valium thing is one of the great things that you're just supposed to sort of overlook in this movie. Like, she basically ODs on Valium while her grandma looks on. Her grandma aids her through the process. Grandma offers her diet. Says here, oh, I have a diet pill. That's right. Let me just crush her up a line real quick. We'll get. We'll knock this one out. We'll get her going. It works every time. And she's like. Still under the influence of Valium for yeah, a whole movie. period of this movie. Yeah, maybe the whole movie. <laughs> well, not the whole movie. But. Yeah. I mean, In Cloverfield. You know, could be the whole movie. Don't hurt me, man. I, mean, I got Nakamichi Pioneer. I got everything. If it doesn't happen, I'll tell you. What doesn't happen, man? I'm dreaming. That's, that's it. I'm dreaming. Y'all ready to go? You the pilot? Hey! Hey, do you know anybody can fly helicopter? Helicopter pilots. All the helicopter pilot bars are clothed. What's the problem? It's true. Love can be exciting. Trust me with this. (laughs) Welcome back to What a Disaster. We are about to finish up our review of Miracle Mile. Right now, we are about to witness a kidnapping victim be removed from a shopping cart, carried to the roof of a building, and left with strangers. This was, in fact, a kidnapping. Oh, for sure. Later on, she consents, but not immediately. And then he lies to her about why he's kidnapping her. He lies to everybody about everything. He's a piece of shit. He tells Julie, who wakes up in a shopping cart, that I'm... We're going on a special date. We're going date. on the sweetest date you've ever been on to Antarctica oh, because nuclear warfare. it must warfare. be a balloon. Right. And I don't want that. I don't want that balloon. Yeah. I have a whole bullet pointed list yeah. of her balloon points. Yeah. So she thinks it's a hot air balloon. You have a you have a drawing of a balloon. Yeah, she I did. Do. She drew a balloon. It's I beautiful. was very. <laughs> can you wave the paper in front of the microphone? Maybe people can see it. Sure. Yeah. You see that there we balloon? Go. That's oh, all. Oh, yeah. This all is all of my balloon v- notes. We're gonna hear the balloon. Mm-hmm. Bullet point one. Girl assumes a helicopter takes them to a balloon. Not that. They're going up to a helicopter to do a helicopter date, but they're going to a helicopter to do a balloon date. She has some serious expectations about dates. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, she's very disappointed by this. Mm-hmm. Balloons are awesome if you're on Valium. 
<laughs> but this is not something or that helium. she realizes. <laughs> <laughs> Three. Yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> she really wants it to be a balloon date so that she can be condescending and shitty about it, but it's not a balloon date. It's a helicopter date. <laughs> Wait, do you really think she wanted it to be a balloon date just so she could be snide to him? She brings it up so many times that yes, I think that's true. She goes, that's the kind of thing I, it seems like he would do. It just goes, it's a balloon date. He never ever says it's a balloon date, ever. No. Balloons just, never come maybe. up. <laughs> he does say maybe. Yeah. He was probably going to take me up in a hot air balloon, that douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a fucker. And then she's like, can you reschedule the balloon date because I have other things going on. No, she's excited. Her grandparents are talking again and she wants to reschedule the balloon date. She's yeah, really, like, I don't, I don't remember anything you're talking about. You can just reschedule this balloon date. She says it. She's she's like, can't you just? Oh, that's right. Yeah, she wants to reschedule it. <laughs> I would we, like to can know. Can we go up in a balloon another time? Can you just buy balloon tickets and you can just trade them in for other balloon tickets? <laughs> that deposit is transferable. Who takes a balloon date at five in the morning? Who Sunrise takes a balloon, balloon date, balloon Greg? Oh, it would be beautiful. <laughs> I would push a button for that, but I got to make the sound with my mouth. <laughs> We're not a radio station. I help. You're not. Yeah, you're wait, not wait, wait, crazy. Stereo. <laughs> And on you that don't note, romance, Greg. <laughs> I would like to finalize the point that this balloon date was entirely made up, and she is disappointed that her date is going to be in a balloon while she's being rolled in a shopping cart down the streets of LA. <laughs> I just, I'm curious about at what point in her mind she was like, this is maybe not a hot air balloon date. Was it where women with guns were right behind them or was it when they were on the roof talking about somebody paying them money to take them to an airport? Valium is a hell of a drug. But here's my question. Who were those women with guns? They they were government agents from the, the what I gathered from it. With no Linda impact on the story Landa. at all. Landa's Landa. Landa's they, they knew Landa. They appeared to be involved in government and they had weapons and they were prepared for the nuclear. They were the comedy. These really situation. pretty ladies with like machine guns just show up like out of nowhere talking about like pills and having guns, and it was it was so fucking random and ridiculous. That's another example where I didn't find it comical at all, though. That was just another thing where it was like, yeah, probably random ass people would be running around with guns in this situation. But nobody knew about it except for. But how? The, you, I mean, to be fair, yes, other people could have known about. It. Probably starting to spread. I saw them with guns, and I was like, are they like robbing the bank? Is it's like a Uzi's. weird coincidence. Where do you get Uzi? Well, yeah, I was wondering why Thelma and Louise came into exactly. the picture I thought when and too. they didn't really have any point at all in the plot. And they weren't after the main characters, but the main characters always seemed to be running from them anyway. They were in a movie for three whole minutes, but every minute they had an Uzi. <laughs> like it was and it was <laughs> extremely suspenseful that the yeah. characters would get away from them. If I had a gun, like I would have shot the fuck out of everybody else that showed chaos. up on that roof. I thought, Are you the helicopter pilot? No. Quick, this is why you don't have a fucking gun. That is why I don't have a gun. Yeah. It's shit like that. Every time you're like, every time you go, if I had a gun, it always is followed with, I would murder everybody. You shoot a handful of people and suddenly you're a bad guy. Yeah. You are a bad guy if you shoot a handful of people. That's how it works. Agree yeah. to disagree. Her so, hair is so bad. They get It's so bad. He gets that weird, like, almost buzz cut mullet thing. Oh, yeah. It's atrocious. Yeah. He gets in the elevator with Julie, and this is where you figure the movie's just, all right, we're good. We're in the elevator, we're at the helicopter. They need to take the helicopter to an airport to get an airplane. That's their plan. And they only have like 30 minutes left at this point to get on a helicopter, take it to an airport, get on an airplane, and get the 
fuck out of Dodge. Oh, God, but there's so much more great stuff that has to happen. Yeah, so many more things happen because they don't have a helicopter pilot. Yeah, okay, no helicopter pilot. pilot. He gets to the he gets to the roof. There are people waiting. There's a fucking helicopter. How it got there? Who knows? Maybe it was towed because there's no pilot around to towed. fucking fly the goddamn there. thing. It's a corporate oh, headquarters. There's are just there a helicopter. helicopters? Yeah. There who knows? There's a helicopter waiting on the roof of a building for no good reason. There could Most be a helicopter. Richard, you worked in a fucking airport hangar. People don't just leave them exposed to the elements without oh. tools for repair. The, it is a this helicopter is the streetcar face roof. down. No, but Harry is sprinting alongside this street sweeper. Once again, much he like looks Spongy like a the crackhead. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Spongy and Harry are the same character Synonymous. at this point. And the street sweeper just opens the window and says, fuck you. I'm then, just impressed then that... Then Harry sees some attractive runners. <laughs> I'm going to go chase some women. Maybe they know somebody knows how to fly a helicopter. I mean, and of course, they're all running to the gym. I'm going to go back to desperation making you do desperate things. Yeah. If I really wanted to survive, which I, you know, I probably would... I would chase the shit Port out of anybody holes. I could and be like, do you Ahoy, happen maybe. to know a pilot or maybe somebody who might know a pilot or anything in between? Please, for the love of God, I need a pilot. It works in this movie. But what you get is pink neon and Jim. And a pilot. Jim being a location for working out, not Jim like Jim a guy that well, wears neon Well, there's pink. a blonde guy with no name. He could be Jim. Okay, can we acknowledge, though, this is one of the most insane scenes in this entire movie. Harry runs into a gym where people are working out, and it should be known that this is at 5 a.m. That's very full. common, actually. Oh, I never Having, having worked out at 5 a.m. at, at popular gyms, full? it's it's this it is be. about right. Okay. But yeah, so some dude in a suit comes waving a gun around. And nobody's this, batting I mean, an eye. He, Except like, for this guy. Into, he walks into an 80s Who is this dark London video? dude? Like, this is, this guy's been This is a shit. montage without a montage song. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, the guy he finds to, to pilot What else is he in? Absolutely. shoulder raises. Who is this guy? This guy. I've seen him in stuff. He's been in things. Is he Everybody the, in this movie is one of those. Like, oh my God, it's that guy. He looks like the Beastmaster. I don't know who the fuck that guy is, though. But he, he tells Harry, just, yeah, I'm a helicopter pilot. A Schwarzenegger lookalike, basically. Yeah, and he's a badass immediately. And so Harry's like, okay, will you come fly my helicopter? And the guy's like, i got to get somebody. Harry's like, there's not time. There's not time. And the guy's like, i got to bring somebody. Harry goes, okay. So the guy walks into the next room, whistles, and his boyfriend walks in. He's been working out in the next room. His boyfriend, who looks exactly like... Um, That's a girl, dude. Nope. No, it's his girlfriend. It is a dude. It's He's a gay, dude. and they actually he mentioned it. He goes, he goes, is that a problem? Yep. And, and Harry's like, no, it's not a fucking problem. Do you still fly a helicopter with a dude <laughs> on your dick? How, how, how gay do you have to be to not be able to fly a helicopter? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so two of my favorite scenes back-to-back, that scene in the gym where we meet my favorite character, the helicopter pilot, the gay helicopter pilot, whose name I forget now, and his boyfriend, and now this scene where a police car randomly plunges into this department store. But it was piloted by... Some people that were not police or driven. Yeah, it was it was hijacked by or driven by Wilson. <laughs> Wilson, that's Wilson again. Wilson, Wilson back. and his our sister. Guy. Yeah. yeah, our guy. Because Wilson stole that cop sister. car earlier when he set those other cops on fire. Yeah. So Wilson comes back with his cop car, but he has his sister with him. Who's and, been, they all been shot up. Yep. And this is probably one of my favorite visuals of the whole movie when Wilson is stumbling up a Try, down yeah. a oh down escalator. God. This shot right here. Where the the red and blue lights of the police car are flickering as he tries to stumble up this 
escalator with his sister, dead sister in his yeah. arms. It's a really weird. And this is where it really sounds like it really shows the desperation mm-hmm. of uh, that of Wilson, yeah. just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on right now and what he can do to make things right for him and his sister. Mm-hmm. It's there is, it is no really better portrayal of emotion in this movie. I think. Yeah, this is where Harry also starts to realize that he might have fucked up. Harry starts to go. He starts to think like maybe I chicken little this whole fucking yeah. thing, and and I got this guy Wilson. He's working on completely momentum. Wilson didn't get the call, didn't talk to somebody in the government to get some sort of like affir- affirmation that like Thor Arthur code word was actually a real code word. He just he just like gets told by Harry that this is a bad situation. You need to we need to get out of the town, and and Wilson goes and gets his sister, and ends his life and his sister's life in the process. And at this point, Wilson's like. You fucking lied to me. And Harry's like, maybe I did. Maybe this whole thing has been just I picked up the wrong phone call and just caused a bunch of fucking death. Yeah, this the, I feel like this movie, um, not to not to get into spoiler town here, but this movie would have been much more powerful if he had been just straight up wrong, that there was yeah. no I'm nuclear so attack. Happen. That's kind of where I was hoping it would go to. Just all the lives that he fucked up from this one phone call that he decided to take as a, the word of God and start telling everybody this is what's happening and the people that died because of his actions and then him having to live with that would have been more powerful. Because from this point on, things go things go bad real quick. Yeah, every, I mean, it's yeah. just bad to worse. You see, he runs outside, there's traffic jams, people are running, people are panicking now, and all this is presumably because... He told one person who told one person who told one person who told one person. Because there hasn't been a news announcement. There's no there's no air raid siren. Like nobody's talking about this on in the media that we can tell. I mean, Wilson's dead. The his sister's dead. Presumably all the people in the food truck are dead. We don't know what happened to them. Harry watches his friend, his new friend die. And him and Julie, they figure out very slowly they could just lie about the fact that they didn't know what was going on. So Harry, being the genius he is, sends Julie out first. Like a brave man, hang on, big man, real quick. Uh, who can, the, the the gender stereotypes aside? Can we talk about how she was just like this dude that I met today, who could be a complete fucking loon, and maybe just got a bunch of people killed because he was acting like a loon? I'm going to defend him, and we're just going to be like, you know, we're just strangers here. It was just coincidence. Yeah, she's ready to protect this dude. She just. She's as horny as he is. Volume. And it's fucked up. The, between Valium and hormones, these two should not be allowed anywhere outside of L.A. before these nukes show. They're a danger. Look at all these people who are dying. Just Julie, Julie was ready to just lie to the police and say, we just showed up here to, to check on these people that drove through a building. We don't right, know what's right, going on. Right, right. She Harry, doesn't know him. I like when This Harry, is a day. I like when Harry right. flips over the giant like sand timer, the egg timer, the big... like. Uh, Hourglass. He flips over a big hourglass and he takes his gun, puts it in his jacket pocket, and walks to the cops. Doesn't even like go like I'm gonna put the gun down. He, yeah, I he, I always approach police officers with a weapon in my pocket. pocket. Yeah. Also, the grip on the gun broke when he jumped out of the car. Did you guys notice that? So yeah, I saw that it was gone. This but, is one of my favorite visuals. They walk oh, out yeah, of the yeah, yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. And they they think that the cops are, have them surrounded. They walk out of the store, and then a single SWAT team dude <laughs> swings yeah. down from a rope from the roof and runs across the fucking he falls, street. He fucking falls <laughs> off the rope, gets off, and 
books. Yeah, because they look behind him because the goes. city has descended into anarchy in the meantime. And I really, this is the beginning of a lot of shit that I really appreciate about this movie, where they and we're back to that spinning clock at the diner, yeah. where they depict how the city has just gone to shit as people have realized the nukes are coming in. And it builds really slowly. And Harry's like, is this my fault? I love the insanity that we see towards the end of this movie. Just the the direction of the extras on the street is amazing. We see a woman like rushing along with a stroller trying to get her baby somewhere. There's so many interesting scenes that you pass on the street. This is probably the most interesting scene is is all. Uh, and then Harry tries to get back to the helipad and some and like he walks in some guy's roof of some guy's car. And this guy who's concerned about his life decides that he's going to ch- instead chase Harry with the gun. He chases Harry with the gun, chases him into the sewer, and he just keeps yeah. shooting at him. And yeah. Harry doesn't even care about this guy. He doesn't even look back. He's like, fuck that guy, whatever. He can't hit me. And the guy chases him for a really long time. He just starts yelling. I'm like, I'm going to get you. This wow. is probably the most realistic representation of what would be happening. Yeah. And I hate it because yeah. I know that this is what it would look like, and it makes me sick. Yeah. It I, I me sick. I also really like the, uh, the news footage that we see. There's this one horrifying scene that we see on the TV where a, a news anchor is trying to report on what's going on and some guys are trying to tip a car over in the background and then somebody just shoots the news anchor in the head point blank. It's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's very well done. Yeah. And, um, until we get here. They kind of they kind of like fly through the end because the, the end is what it is, right? Like they, they ride this elevator to the top. They see the, uh, what was that guy's name? Which one? Uh, the, the, the punchy guy? The hunchback guy? Oh. Uh, Gorg- Gorstead. 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 Yeah. Gorstead. Yeah. Gorstead's on something with a G Gorstead. and R. Gorstead's at the, the so Harry and Harry and Julie bang in the elevator. The elevator stops for a while. They bang in it. it they gets, don't bang. They I get, have they a Gorstead bullet ready. pointed list of how gross he they're is. They're pretty close to banging. They, I don't know yeah. if they actually if there's they're, any. They're 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 on the brink of coitus. Okay. <laughs> I thought time. I think time passed and they banged. Please never say that. Actually, <laughs> it's not clear if time passed and they banged or not because the camera pivots to the uh, to the control no, panel. Watch it. She starts to take her blouse off. Then they hit the top floor. They walk out. She's like putting her blouse. The off. first okay. when I when I started watching yeah, they it, should've. they showed the panel and I was like, oh, it's just malfunctioning. But then as I was watching, I realized that it was going up floors. Yeah. And it was just a slow moving el- elevator. I. Threw air quotes out there for everybody that's watching at home, which is a quote nobody. unquote, quote slow unquote, a slow moving elevator. But it's not actually a slow moving elevator. They don't, yeah. they don't, they don't get to the point where he actually gets that third date. So they never, they never get that third date in. He doesn't get his blue eyes. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I was just about to say. His eyes never turn blue. So he gets up to the top. He sees Gorsuch. Uh, he's actually looks like he's sat with a dead body. Yeah, Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch. Uh, <laughs> He's he's banging some dead body on the ground. Yes, yeah. it looks like he gets off of her. Gorstead. 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 Yeah. yeah. Gorstead. <laughs> not, not Neil Gorsuch. Please don't sue. Oh, whatever. He's uh, hopefully Richard's smart enough to edit this whole thing. He's out. illegitimate, anyways. So he. Uh, <laughs> I thought his name was Dick. <laughs> yeah. Richard, Richard Dick. is gonna get fired for not editing this. I, I, we're going to jail, so just enjoy it. <laughs> oh, well, there's no libel laws we just, against public figures. We just throw so, none of the satire. We're good. We're covered. He, he's full of pills, and he's mumbling. And now you finally see missiles. So now you see that Harry was well, wasn't Chicken Little. You see missiles, uh, and then the helicopter guy comes back for some stupid reason, picks Harry and Julie up, and then crashes into the ground. Yeah, no, not into the ground. Into, into the, a tar into pit. Into the tar pit. Yeah, into the tar pit because the EMP from the missiles knocks a helicopter out of the air. 
Okay, the shots of the missiles coming into LA were chilling. Today. That's what they're. Yeah, about. that whole the, the, even though it's like eighties, eighties cheesy, whatever but, special effects, yep. quote unquote. It was still chilling. I agree. That was that was, that was see a those rough missiles moment. coming over the Hollywood sign. I yeah, I was watching this in a car on my cell phone, and <laughs> honestly, the visuals of this were I. Disturbing small. may be a strong word, but it's small. They were small. No, it was, it, it stood out and it popped and I was trying to be in the moment with it and it was, it was rough. Yeah. I thought the end was kind of rough. Like, so he, the, the director, writer, defend, and, and, and he got his ending. He wanted, which was Julie and Harry were in that, were during the helicopter, during the tar pits in which they met. So full circle in the helicopter slowly sinking into the tar pits. Oh, yeah, because the studio wanted a more positive, redemptive yeah, ending. Yeah, yeah. The director-writer said, I'm absolutely not doing that. That's why he bought and maintained the option of the script. He wanted to make sure the ending was legitimate, like the way he wrote it. And they died. They died in a helicopter. And it's kind of chilling because they're in this little helicopter, and Harry's telling her the whole time, Julie, the whole time, it's okay, it's okay. And Julie's freaking out. She goes, I don't want to die like this. And Harry's like, you can't go outside. It's just as bad. Like, right. What are you going to do? Get out of the helicopter and drown to death yeah. in the tar pits anyway? He goes, if we're lucky, we'll get hit by a direct strike and we'll turn into diamonds or something. He's just saying whatever he can to make her feel better. Yeah. And they implied they get hit by a direct strike at the end and they die. Well, because yeah. they're at the site of the museum where they first met at the beginning of the movie. And yeah. so she's, you know, trying to trying to seek some solace in the fact that they might be remembered or might be memorialized in the museum. And, and the line that was like really chilling and impactful to me is she says to him, she says, People are going to help each other, aren't they? Like after the blast, and he says, "I think it's the insects' turn." Yeah, like, yeah, Fuck. it's <laughs> yeah, it's rough. All right, oh, let's man. go to break and come back with our reviews, and let's wake Liz up. I'm awake. She's awake, but we're on break. Awake we'll break. Back. We'll be back. Rewind. People that know people, first neighbors, anything. Uh, Can I see your membership card? Uh. Uh, uh, listen, excuse me. Do you know anybody who can fly a helicopter? Any helicopter pilots? No. Hey, hey, do you know anybody who can fly a helicopter? Helicopter pilots? Huh? Any over there? Excuse me. Do you know anybody who can fly a helicopter? Do, do you know any helicopter pilots? Any helicopter? No. Excuse me. Anybody here know any helicopter pilots? Anybody? Anybody here know how to fly a helicopter? I said, does anybody here know how to fly a helicopter? I don't remember where we left off. I don't particularly care. People are dying. The world is ending. The helicopter's sinking. We're going to give a review. Sinking. The movie's over. The movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> we're very happy that we're going to be finished here. In everybody's dead. Minutes. Literally everybody's dead. I was not the whole happy. Planet. No. The register, I was not happy. <laughs> I, for one. <laughs> Patrick Dunn apparently empathizes with human loss. Yeah. That wine was very strong. We all got a little drunk. Richard, I'd like to hear what your final thoughts are on the movie. Are uh, sure? And I would like to know, on a scale of 1 to 10, on the Richter scale... What do you got for us? I got you covered. Uh, I actually kind of like this movie. It was a little slow, but it was a product of its time. You could really see that. I I liked the the feel of the insomniac feel of it. Like everybody's just a little wacky. Everybody's just a little bit off. It's four o'clock in the morning. I I did read they filmed this movie at night, and um, the main the main guy was like, 
we'd go get beers at 6 a.m. in the morning after after filming, and people just looked as crazy as like we're drinking 6 a.m. beers. Who are these people? I, I felt that really that really got through in the script. Everybody felt a little weird. Everything felt a little weird. I thought well, some of the acting was a little weak, especially Julie. She mostly was just in a volume haze the whole time. I didn't think some of the people reacted in a way that was how you would react in a situation. I think the, uh, on the Richter scale, it's 6.2. 6.2 on the Richter scale. I also agree that it was dark and probably shot at night. Liz, what do you think? 5.7 on the Lister scale. Wait, how many I'm points? sorry, what was that? <laughs> 5.7 on the Lister scale. Did you want to get more explicit or are you good there? I like the sets. I hated the characters. That's pretty much how it goes for everything we've seen. I really like the sets and the props. All right. I, can, I really I, enjoyed that part I can of it. Get but that. everything else was pretty much par for the course. Par for the course. Wow. Just plays another a, movie. Plays a lot of golf. So that's how she speaks. Yeah. All right. And <laughs> Mr. Patrick Dunn, what did you think of the movie? First, what's the Richter's? I mean, the, I know what it is, but what's the, is it one to ten? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the Richter scale is a... Uh, that's my scale. It's a, it's Richard's scale, uh, but it's um, a it's a, an intensity of earthquake scale. So yeah. we're, well, it's a play that. on the yeah. Richter scale. So there's yeah. the Lister scale, the Richter scale, and then the Gregster scale. But you'll have... Oh, the pra- Patrick's. Patrick's. Patrick's scale. Patrick's scale. Or the Patster scale, Patster whichever you'd prefer. Scale. I mean, you yeah. can choose. It's okay. your it's scale. your scale. Okay. Yeah. I was scale it up. I was wondering if Liz was... Just slurring when she says Lister scale. She I was is, like, but is yes, director and scale? <laughs> yes and yes. Um, I would give this a seven point five on the Patster scale. I like it. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot that doesn't work. The acting is definitely pretty bad in parts, but I really liked the weird genre shift in this, and I it was really unsettling for me in a lot of parts, and I thought it really. Um, accurately depicted the chaos that would ensue in this situation. It was very effective for me towards the end. And it just builds towards something that was really harrowing. Those final scenes in the helicopter were pretty harrowing for me as the helicopter is sinking. Greg, what's what what about the Gregster scale? The the uh I'm sorry, it's Gregory. It's oh, the Gregory Easter scale. Gregory <laughs> it's the Gregster scale. scale. <laughs> uh, so I am kind of a combination of all of the above I did not love the acting, and when Patrick said in parts, all I could think was, yes, all the parts, because I felt the acting was bad, start to finish. Um, What I thought were poor decisions the first time I watched the movie, the more I thought about it, if the assuming they were art, artistic decisions were good ones, because you go from, you know, essentially romantic comedy type of um, attitude, a lighthearted movie where people are introducing themselves to a relationship to oh my god something terrible is happening to what the fuck and it all happens within an hour and a half and that's jarring but i think it's intentional and that gives it a little more weight in my eyes and i would probably give it I think I'm going to agree with Patrick on this. It's going to get a seven and a half on the Gregster scale, 7.5 on the Gregster scale. All right, I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you're with every horror movie on Netflix. Obviously, we mentioned at the beginning, never throughout the podcast because we don't want people to know until the end again. Yeah. Do you guys have a website, a Twitter? Do you guys have any uh, cool stuff you should share with us? What's going on? We have a a podcast. We have a Twitter. We have a website. Just look up everyhorrormovieonnetflix.com. 
uh, every horror movie on Netflix on Facebook. Could you spell Instagram, that for me? Twitter. E V E R I. No, no, no. There's no I there. E V E R Y T H I N G H O R R O R. This is exhausting. N-E-T-F-L-I-X dot. That's a period. C-O-L. Oh, oh man. Bravo. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You studied hold on. up for this one. Okay. Grab your pants. Greg's going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but but the idea is we are, in fact, watching every horror movie on Netflix. A to Z. We're like 25 movies in. Now I uh, I go home at night and, and cry. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on What a Disaster. We appreciate your time. Uh, thank you. Number two pencils down. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Anybody still writing it. does because it's a zero on the test. Yeah, you're totally getting a zero on the test anyway because we're not grading them. We're just writing zeros on everything. <laughs> and uh, you'll probably be converted to every horror movie on Netflix from now on. Like really is your close up. Name Charles. It is. Yeah. I wondered what C and Gregory C. Allen stood for for so yeah. long. Charles. I've called you Constantine C. so many times. I never knew what the C was for. Cockface. Yeah. The C is for cockface. One hundred percent. Cockface Allen. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's not a nickname that's actually on my birth certificate. My parents hated me from that day one. A, that is a Christian name, right? Yeah. There. yeah it's a strong <laughs> Christian name. Say cockface. Well, I came out of a Catholic family, so it makes yeah, sense. It does yeah. make sense. Yeah. It's it's pronounced cockface. Saint Cockface, patron saint. Cockface, lost cock. They just disappear right down that face. Right down that face. How do you lose a cock if it's right there in your face? But you know what? That's fine. You know, some people just swallow. What's happening? I just want spaghetti to two. Where were we? Right down to two steak. I haven't seen so, Ragnarok yet either. Oh, oh get the fuck out. It's, this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> hello and... Hello and thanks for... <laughs> thanks, Richard, for ruining my intro. I was totally nailing it until you. <laughs> you you've never nailed an intro in your life. <laughs> That's not true. I dated a girl named Andrew. <laughs>